Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Slasher Supreme. I am your host Christopher. Today's episode I have my friend with me, not Luke this time, but Marcus. The best. <laughs> uh, me and Marcus are doing two, uh, doing an episode back and forth with each other. I did an episode of Barleycast with him. If you want to go check that out and support him, go to Barleycast. Yep. It is also on Anchor as well. And are you on Spotify and iTunes also? Everywhere, yep. Okay, so he's on this everywhere if you want to check him out as well. he's I did an episode with him. He's going to do one with me. Uh, today's episode, since one of his favorite films from the 80s I actually introduced him to is The Lost Boys, and since I already did a review on that, mm-hmm. um, Lost Boys had two sequels come out that were straight to DVD, uh, The Tribe and The Thirst, which we're <laughs> going to take a look at today, so let's rip open to these two pieces of shit, shall we? <laughs> Alright, let's go check out Lost Boys, The Tribe. <laughs> Lost Boys The Tribe from 2008 was directed by P.J. Pierce. I think that's how you say his name. Peace? Pierce? Whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah. So the plot of the film basically is that uh, a brother and sister, Chris and Nicole, uh, no relation. I just didn't even know its first name basis. But anyways, they moved to, uh, it was like San Juan or something like that? Or San... Yeah. They don't move back to Santa Carla. It's some new town. Any name. Any name. Any name name was Sam. Yeah, so it's Sam something. Anyways, they move there, um, and of course, through come up through some series of coincidental events, they of course find themselves backing with vampires. And also, Surfer vampires this time around. And also, the brother and sister also find themselves in a romantic tie that can never escape. Yes, um, <laughs> but we'll get into that in a minute. But yes, the two brothers and sisters, of course get wrangled into some vampires. The brother happens to be a pro surfer who, like, what, like, hurt himself and couldn't surf anymore. Yeah. Or got disqualified or something. And, of course, the surf... And, of course, the people he starts to surf with are vampires, and that's how they get together. Plus, the head vampire wants to bang his sister. So, let's bring that in. Um, the only really returning character that we want to talk about is Edgar Frog, played by Corey Feldman. He comes back to reprise his role. He's, because he had nothing else to do. <laughs> really, he's the only good thing in this film. They Apparently, <laughs> yeah, this movie bombed. Uh, it was nobody really even wanted the sequel. <laughs> I mean, granted, it was almost like twenty years later, so you know, what, whatever on that part. Yeah. But yeah, so Lost Boys: A Tribe. I mean, basically, that's the plot. <laughs> it's the same. It's almost the exact same as the first, except you know, trade out some motorcycles, you know, dirt bikes and shit for surfing, and rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, and instead of rock and roll. It's like rap now because it's 2008, so we gotta be <laughs> fucking hip and everything, and extreme because there's skateboarding as well, and that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> so we're gonna go good, bad. Yeah, Let's yeah. go bad first. So what? What did you hate about this film? We're just gonna Ooh. rip into this one. <laughs> what did I hate about this film? 
Yeah, where do I start? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, Tom Savini's in the film. That's a good... We'll get one good out of the way. He's... First five minutes. Yeah. That's about it. He's in in the film for the first five minutes, and he doesn't really do anything. He just just makes a sexual remark to a group of boys. Yeah, and then dies. I own you guys, too, now. It's like, what? Yeah, and then he dies so as spoilers if you haven't seen this film although you shouldn't so yes what, what do you hate about this film Marcus go ahead uh, um you know I just really hate how the brother and sister die. <laughs> um no um I mean like I said where do I start there's everything they hate about this film. <laughs> I mean the uh, brother and sister have like a really weird sexual like like tension between like I understand it's like Someone could say, like, oh, no, like, brother and sister love. It's like, no, like, I, like, like, I have two sisters, love them both, but there's no part of me who, like, when they're doing something, I'm like, hey, get your hands off my sister. Yeah, I mean, he's showing brotherly instinct, but, I mean, they're, like, changing clothes in front of each other. And she's getting in the shower, waiting for him to come back home. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not weird, but it's kind of weird how... So, actually talking about that, so the bro- so to kind of further this situation, the brother is, uh, there's a scene later on in the film where the brother is having sex with this girl, and there's a noise that spooks him, spooks him and immediately he runs away from this girl instead of like protecting her or whatever he runs away from her butt ass naked is like I gotta go to save my sister and we're like wait what you're naked dude <laughs> put some clothes it is just it's just weird how they act yeah it's, it's kind of really <laughs> it's it's hard to explain I mean we kind of did a little bit but you don't have to really watch they're just really awkwardly close together um Kiefer Sutherland's son which we did plays the head vampire Shane in this film, which is another thing. We're not we don't hate Keith Sutherland, but his son, we hate his acting. Um, I've seen better acting from Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> this dude is fucking monotone. He mumbles through every goddamn line he says. Tommy almost. Wiseau would have been a better choice. Yeah, for this movie. I mean, yeah. If you've watched the room, you understand what I'm saying. Like even Tommy had more like emotion. Than fucking Shane, <laughs> than, uh, Shane did in this film. He was oh, yeah. fucking deadpan. No matter what. I mean, honestly, it, uh, I mean, there's a scene where they're talking. Um, Chris is getting thinking about becoming a vampire. Yeah. And <laughs> Shane's just. I'm gonna get real close to um, the, I guess, uh, the recording device. <laughs> so I'm gonna pretend it. If you want to live forever, Chris, who's going to take this? It'll be okay. You'll never... You'll never hurt again. It'll be okay. He just... He does that through every fucking line. And it's just like... I hate it. <laughs> just... Yeah. Ah, damn it. That, and they placate on that line a lot. Oh, yes. The, 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 the two... The head... The, the, the two kind of... I'm trying to think of how to say it. The quotable lines from the movie that are also on the original Lost Boys poster, they say quite a bit in this film mm-hmm. over and over again. And they kind of like mix it up, mix it back, any way forward, or, you know, every which way but loose, almost. And it's just <laughs> fucking annoying because it's yeah. just like you're taking the only two good things, you know, the only two things from that film and bringing it back besides Edgar and uh, David's son, I guess you could say. And they just shit on it. <laughs> they shit on it. I mean, yeah. Let's get more constructive here. 
bad. And again, let's go through the bad. You want to do play by play? Hmm. Well, <laughs> let's see here. They, the opening, of course, there's the iconic opening in the original Lost Boys where it shows the boardwalk of Santa Carla. You see all the freaks and geeks and everything like that. And of course, you got the doors, people are strange playing over just to kind of let you mingle into it, you know, just kind of see the environment you're getting into. Yeah. This one, you're not. It's just no music and you're just kind of watching people walk about. You're just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, is just because it was in the first one. That's why. Yeah. And then we have to listen to shitty surfboard talk. That's uh, the guy that plays Chris. I don't know his name. And he's a horrible actor as well. So is the person that plays Nicole. So it's kind of like this just, you know, dialogue to keep the movie going. You're just... <laughs> they just don't act well through. Oh, it's there's they're all stiff in this film. It's like they just can't emote. The only one who emotes is um, Corey Feldman as Edgar. Yeah, which he's only good. But I'll talk about good in a minute. Let's keep chugging through the fucking shit. So then it goes. Of course, we have. Um, let's go from our two stiff actors to then our group of vampires that we have to deal with <laughs> so Shane we've already of course talked about as the shitty ass acting who doesn't really make me want to join the vampire group where David in the first film had that charm and you know kind of that personality you're like alright I'll follow you this guy's you know, I don't want to follow him anywhere I mean no, nothing about this man makes me want to be like yeah I'll be a vampire for you bro at all what are you talking about the brother eventually <laughs> no that's later on uh, nah, we'll get to that one um, there's Five Figure Death Punch guitarist vampire. They don't give him a name, I don't think. No. There's Token Black Vampire. They don't give a name to either. <laughs> no. And there's Annoying Fucking Vampire that you call Dog because he draws a circle over his eye that will constantly throughout this movie laugh. Yeah. <laughs> this shitty Joker laugh where he's trying to imitate the Joker. He's like, Whoa! Or like some shit like that. He never fucking stops, and he gets on my goddamn nerves. I'm so when he dies, I'm so happy. I'm just like, finally, some peace and fucking quiet in this film, because every single time he's on screen, he makes that fucking noise. Or the black guy, the token black vampire who had different accents throughout the movie. Yeah, he goes from like a Jamaican accent to like to like like borderline like just like I'm gonna kill you and it's like whoa yeah, he like keeps swapping like he, keep, he has like a, some scenes he has an accent some scenes he doesn't have an accent it just goes back and forth you can't ever tell like does he have an accent or does he not is he trying to act like he has an accent or what it's just, he keeps going back and forth and I like how too we, we learn about our group of vampires and Shane through his mumbles tells us that the annoying one was suicidal and is now an adrenaline junkie they don't even give an explanation to why the token black guy joined. They're like, less said about him's the better. And then our five finger death punch guitarist, they're just like, he had a hurt knee. He's a vampire now. <laughs> so <I helped> him. <laughs> yeah, so. Could never surf again. Yeah. Now look at him. He just couldn't surf, but it's good now, right, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, that's really it. We all we don't even learn about Shane either. We don't know why he's, you know, what caused him to be a head vampire. I mean, we never really learned about David in the beginning, but still, yet again, David had at least that personality to be like, whatever, Shane has shit, so we're just like, why the fuck follow Shane? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so yes, the vampires we don't fucking care about. Our yeah. actors we don't fucking care about. There's all this shitty ass surf lingo that we, you know, don't fucking care about because they're just trying to be like, yeah, Shaw, bro, we're gonna ride those waves and shit. And we're just <laughs> like, the fuck are you talking about? Another one, um, too, is that they have an aunt, Chris and Nicole, who has I like to call the uh, Michael Bay mom syndrome. If you remember from the Transformers movie, Sam Witwicky's mom. From Transformers. I never really watched Transformers. Okay, well, um, she's annoying as fuck. Um, there's a, in Transformers 2, which is the worst one, there's that one, it's one where he goes to college, I think. Oh, okay. And yeah, she's yeah. like on Wii and she's like, I'll do anything to get an A professor or whatever, you know, like trying to make sex jokes, which is, I mean, the <laughs> I, Ant in this film doesn't, but ser- there's a part where, there's a couple parts where they try to do like comedic acts with her. Like the first time they do it with her is, um, they, Chris and Nicole are about to go to this party and she walks in with, of course, Goonies. And donuts, and she's like, "Have you never watched Goonies? Well, you're in for a treat." And she's like, "Pops, he's out of nowhere." And you're like, and "You're like, wow, probably well, placement." Uh, is yeah, fine. And she's just like, "Okay, is that supposed to be a joke?" Um, later on in the film, she talks, uh, she drops the hint of like, "Oh, you're just being like a vampire." <laughs> well, we'll get into that one in a minute. And then, of course, spoilers alert: the, the film ends with her making a joke, th- saying that if she she thinks that the Chris and Nicole are selling drugs. And she's like, if I ever catch it again, not one exception. And she like makes like this tone about it. And she's like, that's not funny. Just, just knock it off. The, the only the only funniest character they had with her is is someone in the background who you weren't supposed to see. Yeah. So she's a this is a shitty ass aunt too. So this is her uh, nephew, her niece and nephew that she knows are just having like they're down on their luck. So she puts them in this shit ass like dock house <laughs> <laughs> that's like busted in, there's homeless people living around and everything, and she's like, six fifty a month. And we're like, wait, what? What the fuck? And not only is it six fifty a month, but she lives right next door, and she constantly, like, I, you know, like I've said, the time we see her bombards them with questions and is like, you can't do that here and everything You're like that. You're not selling wacky to Becky but, here. Yeah, uh, but the second time we, she's like going after Chris and saying, like, you guys are acting like vampires and just continue to giving a speech. There's this fucking homeless guy in the background like shadowing her because like she has her hands held a certain way and then he'll do it and then she'll like move her hands and he kind of does it too so you're just like what the fuck is he doing back there <laughs> but he's the best part of the goddamn movie <laughs> you're just like yes <laughs> it's so weird um another thing we noticed too is just like some little bits and the hopeless kid yeah there's a homeless kid that lives in the back of the house too and they're just like why the fuck 650 for this piece of shit I'd pay t- I'd barely pay 250 for this shit <laughs> barely pay a dollar <laughs> cause even on the inside I was like ass so this this is a very good me uh, and um so besides her annoying fucking character so we went through the actors the shitty vampires the ant that annoyed the piss out of me yes I mean the special effects are I've seen better in sci-fi channel movies <laughs> oh my god um the weird sexual tension between the brother and sister throughout this film. Oh yeah. Oh. Ooh, the fun little. Are we gonna give the fun fact about one of them during this movie? Hmm? That when she, her and who was it? Oh, Shane. Shane. Oh yeah. Um. So. Um. So yes, there's a part in this that they left in, and it's. I guess we just kind of noticed it because we just both happened to see it or something. Um. There is a part in this film where they're having uh, Shane and Nicole have a sex scene. Mm-hmm. Which, we'll t- oh, we'll talk about that. How, um, it ruins the theme, Cry Little Sister. Um, yeah, they're having a sex scene, and it shows 
him taking her bra off because it shows her wearing a red bra he takes it off and then in the very next scene he's like laying down on top of her and she's wearing a new bra it's a white bra it's a white bra so you can always tell if the actress is like I don't want to do like nude scenes or whatever you're like I'll show you my back nothing yeah so it was just and it's really visible too so it's just like they didn't even try to hide it I know it's kind of making this look bad it's like tears but you know what I mean like like in sorry to go off a little topic here but like actor actresses nowadays if like the scene calls for a new scene they can say like well I don't want to do it but can I get a body double yeah so I mean in this I mean it's I think it's the girl the entire time I mean I could be wrong anytime she's actually like fully nude it's always from you know, let's see your back. So, yeah. And then also Shane's shitty ass dragon tattoo that I don't ever want to fucking see. Oh my god. <laughs> they did, but, they even show uh, Edgar's. Oh tribal. yes, next tattoo. Yeah, tribal neck tattoos. Um, I'm trying to think of just. I mean, it's just a very mediocre film. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot we hate about it. Like I said, we kind of went through the list here. The good things, the the makeup. Looks good. I mean, they yeah. kind of try to keep it to the first film. They, you know, the whole how they look like bats almost. Yeah. And that's pretty neat. Some of the, the gores, like when they're ripping into people's. Okay. You know, it's not bad. It's not great. I've seen it done better. I've also seen it done worse. Yeah. Um, Corey Feldman is Edgar Frog. He's like the best part of this entire movie. And they keep switching off his name the whole time. Eddie and Edgar, but whatever, but. I mean, it's it's good seeing him back. Yeah. He at least plays it with some kind of, you know, he at least gives it something. Or unlike everybody else, they just kind of shuck it to the sideline. It's just weird knowing that he grows up to be a surfboard shaper. <laughs> slash vampire hunter. It is, <laughs> it's a really weird mix there, but whatever pays the bills, I guess. It's also weird, too, that he's the only shape, uh, surfboard shaper for miles around, and they live... On the beach. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. I know it's just trying to convenience to get them to go, to, uh, Chris and Nicole to go to him, but still. It's very odd, this how that whole plays out with him. Also, it makes, he looks, it's good having him in this film, but it's also kind of bad because he doesn't, the character itself doesn't seem like it aged. And that's not saying, like, he looks so young and, like, he looks creepily young. He, well, not that. It's just, he's still, even though he's, you know, an adult, he still acts like a kid. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, he still has the bandana, which I know was, like, classic for the character, but he's, like, in his 30s. Does he really need the bandana on? You know what I mean? He has, instead of actual weapons, he has a water gun. Granted, it's full of holy water, but still, it's just. (laughs) But still, you know, it's just. It's still like a kid almost. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 great, but there's some negatives to it as well. Yes. Um. I mean, this this is gonna suck, but this is the first film that actually introduced me to the Lost Boys as well. So, even though this movie sucks balls, it still is the first movie that introduced me to the franchise that. And the only the first movie's the best. Yeah. So I mean that's really the oh and it also introduced me to Airborne and the Eagles of Death Metal. I think that's how the name goes. Yeah. So two bands and a actor. So yeah. that's the only good thing for <laughs> this movie. 
if you haven't seen Lost Boy this drive, I would definitely say stay away. Far away. Yes. Far away. As humanly possible. Fairly possible almost. Because it just it's not worth it. Dog shit. It's an hour and a half, and it's an hour and a half that felt like three hours. Mm-hmm. It felt way too long. Anyways, nothing left to say on Lost Boys, the tribe. Not at all. Let's get into Lost Boys, the thirst. Yeah, why don't they just call it Lost Boys, the sucking? That's what this should be. Movie. That's what this. <laughs> that's what this movie should be. That's the. Yeah, we're gonna change. It's not Lost Boys, the tribe. It's Lost Boys, the sucking. <laughs> because this movie sucks. You mean it's Lost Boys? Yeah, not this looking. You'll never grow old. You'll never die. You'll never feel pain again. Crap. <laughs> uh, then he does. Oh, well, we forgot one more thing. The one thing we hated. Uh, they totally ruined the uh, Cry Little Sister theme in this in this movie. Yes, because um, and the first one you could say like yes they overly use it but they use it in like perfect scenes yeah it's where it's like, like the scene calls for this this um, is perfect the opening of the movie and of course the scene with Star and Michael when they of course have mm-hmm. sex you know it plays over that but it's done like a tasteful manner where it cuts away this one it plays when Nicole wakes up and walks to where Shane's at and there's a part when she looks fucking blind yeah because she has these dark like Ray-Bans on and she's like stumbling <laughs> and then she get, and then of course she meets up with Shane she then walks down these stairs with Shane walks through a mine shaft with Shane and then it cuts it we deal with two we deal with annoying fuck and token black guy as they fuck around for a bit because they're playing Gears of War and they just call each other cheaters and shit and they stab each other with swords and then yeah. it kicks the music back on and then this uh, sex scene with Shane and uh, Nicole begin and you're like you totally fucking killed like any emotion you had for it showing those two fuckers and kicking the music off entirely and then they just played it for too long like it should have just played when the sex scene began and ended like they did with the first film not seeing her travel for fucking miles to get to <laughs> yeah it's just annoying how they do it and they ruin it and the other thing I had a problem with was... And the two movie, things we forgot about. In this movie, they said... There's a scene where it's like... It's not wooden stakes. They can be killed by any sharp object. And it's like, okay, alright. But that doesn't explain the party when he gets stabbed in the stomach by a sharp object. He doesn't get stabbed in the heart. It's only to the heart. Yes, but in this scene, we completely forgot... The girl who was having sex with the brother and started like trying to suck his blood and everything. When he throws her off and throws her into deer antlers, she gets stabbed through the stomach and then dies. No, she gets stabbed with the chest. Does she? Yeah, she gets stabbed with the chest. No, the one, no, the one that didn't make any sense is the um, token black guy because when they were right before the same uh, Shane and Nicole sex scene, he does get stabbed in the stomach by a katana, and of course, you know, it doesn't kill him. But then later on, he gets stabbed in the stomach with uh, I think like, just one of the like a jackhammer kind like of thing. Yeah, and he gets stabbed in the stomach and he dies there. So it's like, what the fuck? It doesn't make any sense. And that's another thing, too. I know we're about to end this review, but we, that's another thing. So these vampires are trying to stay hidden and everything. And, then this, and he goes back to the scene he's talking about. They're at this, this fucking party with people who aren't vampires. And the two, the token black guy and the five-finger death punch guitarist were like, hey, 
what's fuck with the annoying one? So they go up and they stab him and rip his guts out in front of everybody. And it's like, oh man, you guys are dumb as fuck. Now everybody knows vampires are real or <laughs> something because the token black guy takes like his hat, like half of his intestines and runs away. And it's like, what the fuck? And then the very next scene, the guy's in the, the one that got his pretty much cut open is in the same shirt and is fully healed. No blood on it. It's like, wait, I, how the hell do you recover from that that fast? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So those two things we forgot to talk about <laughs> anything else now now that we got those two out of the way not at all alright well let's talk about the thirst jeez <laughs> Lost Boys The Thirst from 2010 was directed by Dano Picker, I think that's how you pronounce. I probably fucked up on that name as well. I can't pronounce these. I can't pronounce people's names. Well, anyways, so the film, pretty much the plot for this film, is that a little kid got abducted, like this twelve-year-old kid. Um, this author hires Edgar to save him because it's apparently his her little brother, and trying to save this little kid will also bag the prize of the head vampire. Now, why is it so different this time around? Well, because this is the head honcho vampire. Why is it different this time? Because they always say it's a head vampire. This is the alpha vampire, the original vampire that has snagged this kid. So this will, once this vampire dies, the world will be rid of vampires forever. So stakes are raised, even though in every other film, it's always the head vampire. So I don't know what makes him different, but... And that, that's basically the plot is Edgar is trying to save this kid also Alan returns this time around half vampire as a half vampire <laughs> so I fucked up on that one but yes he returns as well to somewhat help Edgar out here and there throughout it now from the thirst or from the tribe of the thirst the tribe is a piece of shit I say the thirst the tribe's a piece of shit the, the thirst is I have to say the second best, the original Lost Boys being the best, the Thirst being you know the middle, yeah, and the Tribe being the garbage, the dumpster fire. What do you mean? <laughs> so what did you like about the Thirst this time around? And what let's do what you like, what you liked, and then what you didn't like. Um, I like that they didn't try to copy from the first. Yes. Um. I did not like how they kept trying to remind us, like, this movie sucks, but hey, remember the past? Yes, uh, this film does cut back to the original uh, Lost Boys quite a bit with Sam, um, because we actually looked it up. It's Corey, Corey Haim, yeah. the, the actor that played Sam in the original Lost Boys, actually passed away the same year in 2010. So, of course, they're trying to, you know, honor him in a sense because they keep showing clips of that. And it also shows Sam's grave in this one. And, of course, Batman number 14 comes back into this as well. And he puts it on his grave. Yeah, so they, you know, they kind of go... So it's, there's a lot. There's a little bit of emotion into that in this one. So yeah. it does kind of bring up the past quite a bit. But, yeah, I do like how they... Um, I liked it to an extent because it kind of, you know, kind of like a last goodbye kind of thing to yeah. Corey Haim. But, um, anyways, <laughs> back to what you liked about it. Um, other than that, I mean, it 
It was, I mean, it was okay. I mean, I like that they didn't, like I said, they didn't do the whole thing of like, this is another version of the first one and the second one where it's like a group of teens trying to get another two teens to be real bad. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, uh, you want to see how the Frog Brothers turned out? And I was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, this one is solely based on the Frog Brothers. Mainly Edgar, because Alan does show up here and there. But that's because Alan is actually a vampire. Which I thought was an interesting twist to throw in there that makes Alan a vampire. Yeah. And that was kind of, you know, has one of the brothers not really sure on which side he's on, which they even state in the film. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know if he's human or if he's a vampire now, yeah. because he's half. Um, I like that. Uh, I thought the gore was okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really very, it's not very gory, really. You know what I mean? Um, not really. I mean, if you count the title of the movie that just keeps throwing blood on mm-hmm. my canvas. Um, so from two, uh, <laughs> so from 2008 we went from har- uh, rap to 2010 where we went to electronic music because the head vampire in this film is called uh, DJ X <laughs> with his brothers Y and Z. Yes, it should be DJ Extreme because they do. I mean, nothing really extreme. Which is joke. weird, like, if you were to be like, this is an early 2000 movie, I'd be like, mm, I can see that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you're like, no, it's an early 2010 movie, you're like, huh? Yeah, so DJX's plan, after kidnapping the kid, is to throw raves around the world to make everybody vampires and have an army of vampires, which kind of fucks up his plan, because what happens with all these raves when we don't have any more people to eat on? Kind of didn't really think about that plan all the way through now, did he? Nope. <laughs> Dumbass. Um, but anyways, besides the shitty convoluted plan, I mean, we really don't learn about the vampires this time around, but we're so engaged with the Frog Brothers, I kind of like that a little yeah. bit, where the tribe focused on the vampires, and there wasn't much to the vampires. This one was solely focused on the Frog Brothers. I like that. Um, it was different, like you said. It didn't kind of fall back on the same um, plot plot formula as the first... As, uh, the original Lost Boys. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I like about this film. I it's mean, hard. Like, it's hard because, I mean, this movie sucks as well. Yeah. But it's not as shitty as The Tribe. But... It's just, a, it's like a grade better. Yeah. So, it, at least this one was watchable, whereas The Lost were just like, fucking get over it. Like, just get this over with. Last one was an F. This one's like a D minus. Yeah. So, it's like... Stuff you hate about it. You like it's about not. It. I mean, yeah, here and there. I mean, besides, of course, Corey Feldman's the only good actor in this film. Again, but just not saying much. Yeah, not saying much compared to what he's up against. Uh, the music is kind of techno-ish, so meh. They used the original theme song on some good things. You pointed out one of your favorite scenes. Oh, so, yeah, they do, um, they don't have a sex scene. Well, they do have a couple sex scenes in this film, but, um... And tits. <laughs> yeah, lots of, and they look fake for some, like, really fake. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, one of the coolest shots in this entire film, which isn't saying much, but, um, if you really think about it, <laughs> they're in the jet, you know, a couple thousands of feet up above, you know, above... The new place they're in, uh, San Casador. It's a new town. It's not even fucking... We just keep going down the coast, I guess, or up the coast. Yeah. So, yes, we're in San Casador this time. You know, miles and miles above it in the jet. And the vampires, DJX, and his kind of goonies, uh, jump out of the plane. 
it's a really it's CG and you can tell it's fake but how the camera kind of follows X when he first jumps out the plane and it's just you know him kind of dive bombing towards the ground and you hear a Cry Little Sister playing over it yeah but it's kind of like a newer up uh, it's kind of it, I can't remember what band redid it mm-hmm. but it's actually like I think it's like a good re, like, you know, remake of the song yeah I think so with that scene with them jumping out of the airplane and then it just swallowing them going towards the ground, it's really cool. I like the song. with it. That's probably my favorite scene in the entire film. Mm. But really thinking about it, it doesn't make any sense because they land at the airport and the plane's going to that airport. <laughs> so why are they just stay in the fucking plane to let it land? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it like defeats the part. It's just like, it's like, it's basically like we gotta have this cool ass scene so everybody jump out of it. Wait, what about not just staying in the plane? Let it land. Fuck that. Jump out. Jump out. We need a cool scene. Yeah, it's like that's like the only thing. They're like, people are watching us. We gotta make this look cool. So no. yeah, so that's basically it. But I mean, it is a cool scene. So whatever, it works. Yeah. It's dumb fun. Uh, man, oh man. Yeah, the music's okay. The techno scenes, besides. The cry, the cry little sisters theme. Yeah. The techno themes are. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really into that music, so it's. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it's cool either way, I guess, for me on in that regards. I mean, one of my favorite scenes was whenever uh, Edgar Frog was handing out all the weapons, and like he goes, "Oh yeah, this one here is an unlimited. Um, what was it? Unlimited um, holy water gun. Oh, it's a squirt. Oh, and he, then he goes." Oh yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot more comedy in this one too. Yes, it goes back to the squirt gun thing. There's this big ass muscled man who's who was like a failed reality star host. Yeah, it was a shot at uh, Ghost Ventures. Um, so he's there. He's trying to help Edgar out to kill these vampires, and Edgar, of course, makes him a jackass and gives him water gun. And it even makes that like chook noise when, it, when it, you hear like the plastic feel on the plastic. It's like noise. <laughs> 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 And he like does it fast, like noise. <laughs> it's so make it seem like it's legit. Yeah, like, trying to make it seem like it was a bad, it's badass, and it's just so funny there because that big ass dude's got this little squirt gun, and Corey Feldman's kind of a small guy, yeah. and he's got this fucking katana that's like bigger than him on his back. And he's carrying like a grenade launcher that's got holy water rounds in it. And you're like, that's not fucking fair, man. <laughs> you look like a badass, and he looks like a kid. Okay, that, we'll go to dislike. I fucking hate how he looks in this film. He's got this weird, like, bobby haircut where he looks like a girl. Yeah. For, like, almost the entire film. And in the, the, not the trailer, but the poster of the movie, his hair is longer. It's to his shoulders. So, yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah, it's just so weird seeing him like that. He doesn't look right. It was distracting the entire time. Until he puts on that fucking bandana again. And you're like, all right, at least it's out of your face. But then it, let, it pops off to the side like pigtails, and you're like, God damn it! And that one little string yeah, pops down from his face. Yeah, so you have that. You're just like, God, just cut your fucking hair, man, please. Just cut your hair. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of all the other shit that I just I dislike about this film. I mean, besides the plot, you know, like we said, it doesn't make any fucking sense from yeah. just thinking about it. I mean, he's gonna run a food a food source. The acting, besides Corey, is pretty bad again. Uh, the author chick is, yet again, kind of, she's just stale. His friend Zoe that works with, um, that is his friend, she kind of has her moments where she's really good, but still, overall, it's kind of a stiff performance. She doesn't really bring anything to the table. 
um, I can't remember who returned. I can't remember his name, but Alan returns, and he's kind of neat as well. Yeah. Still, he's only in the movie for maybe f- like ten scenes, to maybe not even that. Yeah. But when he's there, he's there, and he 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 brings something to the table, but it's like too little. You know what I mean? It's too little, too late. Yeah. When he's on screen. Uh. And then, yes, I know, like we said, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like, I like them mentioning the older film. Mm-hmm. Because this film actually brings up characters from the first Lost Boys, where Lost Boys, the tribe didn't. I mean, this talks about Michael, Star, like Karen, I think the kid's name was, like, Adam, or Addie, from the original film. Eddie. Yeah. From the original film, you know, yeah. it talks about what's going on with them. I guess Michael and Star are together still when they're married. Mm-hmm. Uh... Eddie has a family and has kids, so it kind of like lets us know what happens with them. So that's yeah. kind of neat. Um, it does let us know what happens with Sam, and it's kind of sad because yet again it comes with uh, uh, Corey Haim's death is that Sam turned vampire and Edgar had to kill him. So it kind of goes in with it. So it even gives kind of like a little tragic story with that. So yeah. again, it kills his best friend, and he almost has to kill his brother as well because there is that kind of dilemma with. Alan not sure on which side he really fights for, which I thought was neat, which is kind of a positive but also a negative because it just keeps throwing shit at you from the first film. You're like, get it, cool it. And uh, your favorite scene of the whole movie on how he kills the head vampire. Okay, so yet again, oh yeah, let's get into that. So I hate how the, well, yet again, we'll spoil this for you because you, I mean, unless I mean, you're like a super diehard Lost Boys fan, you'll never fucking watch this. Um, but they always make it seem like you have to bless the water for holy water before you do anything with it. And he takes out the head vampire by sprinkling water on him and then saying a prayer, which somehow then goes ahead and blesses the water. And it's like, isn't that too late? Like, I thought you had to, like, pre-bless it and then use it, not use it and then bless it, because that's like a fucking cop-out almost. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I guess there's no really rule, but how the Lost Boys always make it seem like is you have to have it holy beforehand, not after. Yeah, like when they, on the very first movie, they run into the church and, like, start filling their canteen yeah. and they're, like, looking around at the church. I mean, even in the tribe, um, there's, like, a whole scene where they're getting ready. He's, like, blessing all the water before they go. I mean, even in this movie, he blesses the water before he goes. And this time, he sprays the water and then blesses it. And you're like, wait a minute, that's kind of like... It's kind of redundant. Yeah, so why not just always do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. I mean, why not, like, spray all the vampires with water and then bless them? Yeah. Or why not make, like, a tray of water, bless it... Or why not make a tray of water and then give it to the vampires and then bless the water? Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Or, I mean, I guess you could... Bless your own blood because it's water after they eat while they're eating. You'd be like, mm-hmm. Say a prayer and then bam, they all die. Well, I mean, you're gonna die because you're bleeding out from them, like it's ripping your face off, but still at the same time, you're gonna take those bastards out with you. So it's like breaking the rule. Um, it also kind of retcons things a little bit as well. Um, the vampires don't go bat like in this film at all, mm-hmm. they just kind of grow fangs, their eyes change color. Um, it also states, too, in the last two films that when the vampires don't go out the same way, some explode, some implode, some puke their guts out, some shrivel away and die, and this film, they all just kind of turn to ash and then explode. And then they automatically turn to feathers. Yeah, they turn to feathers. It's like they just 
cut open a bunch of pillows and shook them. So yes, it's kind of action. It just breaks it a little bit because you're just like, well, there's these set rules, and you're fucking with the set rules. So what's going on here? So some things change, some things stay the same. It's just yeah. kind of weird how they go about doing that. Um, That's true. Kind of went a little off topic there with how the good and the bad went. I guess <laughs> you could say. I mean, I mean there's more bad than there is good. Um, these two movies. Yeah. But yet again, this is kind of the better one out of the two. That is true. Um, this film does set up for a fourth involving vampire uh, werewolves. It does end on a cliffhanger involving werewolves. Um, sadly, though, this series is pretty much dead in the water. The tribe and the third is pretty much tanked, bombed, and there was a talk of a TV show on CW, yeah. The Lost Boys, which then they're no, not doing anymore. They're doing anymore because they were going to change the Frog Brothers to the Frog Sisters, and yeah. Um, so basically, this, the franchise right now is just kind of stagnant. It's just like you knew it was a bad idea when hardcore feminists were just like, no. So this film is kind of pretty much just dead in the water right now. So we don't... There's nothing happening. So there's no fourth film if there is. Yeah. That's like fucking pitch in the dark kind of thing. And the TV series is just predicated off of that Marilyn Manson did a remake of the song. And they're like, what if we brought a TV show? Yes. And then I, that's what a lot of people thought. There's like going to be a, a TV show or they're going to do a remake of the movie. Which I really didn't like the Marilyn Manson remake yeah. that he did. Um, that's my personal opinion. I thought it was kind of meh. That playing in it, not really. I'd rather have that like rocking theme that they had in this one because it kind of it upped it, but I it mean, still kept like the overall theme. You know what I mean? Yeah, it I just mean, made it like a little some, heavier. If someone else would have sang it, it would have been like, oh, that's kind of I think it was just Marilyn Manson because he doesn't he doesn't have like that voice. He just it's like raspy and it's like doesn't sound right. Yeah. Um, so if you had to pick, if you had a gun to your head, it's like the thirst or the tribe. Which one? I had to watch it again. Yeah. Thirst as well. So any, anything last thing you have to say on the, the thirst? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, it's kind of it's pretty mediocre. Yeah, it's mediocre. just a better type of mediocre. Yeah, yeah. It's better than the, just the tribe is shit. It's gonna keep saying that the tribe is shit. Don't watch the tribe. Watch the Lost Boys and the Thirst if you really want more Lost Boys. Yeah, other than that, I mean, that's about it. Yeah. So, anyways, let's go out to the outro. And we will finish this episode off. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Slasher Supreme. Please like, share, favorite, subscribe, thumbs up, or whatever you have to do to let me know you're out there listening. If there's a certain video game or movie you would like me to review, please leave me a voice message here on Anchor, a message on the Facebook page, or a message on the Instagram page. If you do not follow me on Facebook or Instagram, just look up Slash Supreme Podcast, and you can stay up to date with all the stuff I am doing on the show. Today's fun fact, for two fun facts for the Lost Boys, and then I gave one last week for Hellboy because that one sucked balls. <laughs> uh, Corey Hames said that the blood in the original Lost Boys film had glitter in it to give it a shimmering effect. Which I never really noticed to do. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I never noticed it. I mean, it just looked like blood to me. So, yeah. uh, and also in the video store, you can see a single in Max's video store in the film. 
you actually see a copy of the Goonies, which had Corey Feldman in it. I also did not know that. That's kind of neat. It's, it's, that, it's like universe breaking almost. Like, why the fuck's he in that film? Anyways, I'm going to pass it off to Marcus here so we can do his plug for his show. If you guys want to check out Barleycast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, and Google. I mean, that's about it. Um, you can also uh, follow me on Instagram, uh, at Barleycast. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Barleycast. And you can go like my Facebook page. The Barley Cast. So, <laughs> what do you do on the Barley Cast? I basically am. I talk about wrestling stuff, movie stuff, and anything really. And I have guests on. So, and the host of Slash Supreme himself is on the. Will be on episode thirty of mine. So, if you want to check that out, it'll be coming out very soon. So, yeah. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Slash Supreme. Yes, check out BarleyCast. Like he said, it's on all available listening platforms. Next weekend, I'm not entirely sure on what I will be reviewing. I have a couple things in mind. I'm thinking about Cheaper's Creepers or the Hills of Eyes remake. Not entirely sure. Trying to stick, trying to do something a little bit different that I have done. Um, I have done newer movies here lately. I might want to try to kick it old and do something back in the 80s i'm not really sure yet i'm just kind of going back and forth but whatever i might have marcus on me yeah on this show yet again as a guest star uh-huh just trying <laughs> or i'll be doing it by myself i'm not really sure yet just kind of show kind of whatever goes yep uh whatever whatever the wind blows anyways thank you guys and i will see you next weekend